This podcast is created for farmers and powered by Pioneer Agronomy to bring you agronomic insights and proven solutions to fuel forward-thinking farming. Welcome back to the North Stars Pioneer Podcast. This is episode number seven, and we are your hosts. I'm Alex Weldon. And I'm Erica Robertson. Joining us today is Nick Schimmick, and Nick is a Pioneer Field Agronomist in Central Minnesota. We're going to be visiting with him today about crop growth progress in his geography and things to be on the lookout for uh, during this early part of the growing season. Yes, absolutely. But before we dive into our discussion with Nick, we're just going to provide another quick GDU update as always. So based off an April 26th planting date, we'll start east in, or we'll start west, excuse me, in St. Cloud, Minnesota. We're currently sitting at 271 GDUs, which is 75 ahead of normal. And in the next 14 days, we're predicted to be sitting at 471. Um, Moving east to Eau Claire, so the central part of the the district, we're sitting at 292 GDUs, which is 82 ahead of normal, and we're predicted to be sitting at about 500 in the next 14 days. And finally, moving east to Green Bay, Wisconsin, we're sitting at 258 GDUs, which is 98 ahead of normal, and we'll be predicted to be sitting at 472 in the next 14 days. So as we can see, we've made a ton of progress this week and went from being barely ahead of normal um, last week to way ahead of normal in just a short, short window. So the warm temperatures over the last week combined with some showers really made this 2021 crop shoot out of the ground and get off to the races. So we're excited to see the continued growth over the next few weeks here. Thank you for that GDU update. Erica, um, let's bring in our guest here and, and welcome Nick Shimmick to the show. Hey, Alex. Hey, Erica. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today, Nick. Not a problem. <laughs> so if you wouldn't mind, could you just start us off by um, explaining a little bit of your background and your role with Pioneer? Yeah, you bet. As, uh, as mentioned, I'm a, a Pioneer Field Agronomist. I cover the central part of Minnesota, so essentially up to about the Henning Wadena area in the northwest part, down to the Buffalo area in the southeast part. Um, just a little background on myself. I've been a Pioneer about two and a half years. Uh, started with Pioneer in northeast Wisconsin, actually, as a Pioneer Field Agronomist and, and moved over to the central part of the state um, at the end of the end of the year and beginning of 2021. So it's been a good, good start to this growing season. I'm excited to see things coming out of the ground. Um, my role specifically, I'm helping pioneer growers and pioneer sales reps, um, work through any agronomic challenges as well as we got, so got a couple of agronomic trials throughout the year and, lo- and looking at pioneer, uh, corn and soybean products. So, um, anything that comes up, I'm trying to help out there. Excellent. Well, we're, uh, we're very fortunate to have you, Nick. Um, you do a wonderful job. And in central Minnesota, let's talk about corn and soybeans. How's the stand assessment uh, looking out there? Absolutely. As Erica mentioned, this last week, we really had things start popping on the ground. Some of our earliest planted stuff started coming out of the ground about a week and a half ago. Um, and really diving into some of this first emerging corn and soybeans, we're starting to look at how even the stand is. We've had very good planting conditions in terms of it being relatively dry. However, with that dry conditions have prolonged longer than we'd like to see. And we really got started getting concerned about uneven emergence. So looking at stands last week, we did start seeing those um, in areas that uh, maybe were shallow planted, anything that had residue in the furrow, um, things like that, some shallow planted um, beans as well. 
um, or normal planted beans down to an inch, inch and a half, we're sending in some dry soil. So starting to see some uneven emergence and it's a great idea to get out there and start keep looking at, you know, what are these stands looking like and are there any trends across the area? Absolutely. No, thank you so much for, for sharing and providing that update, Nick. I know quite a few areas are, you know, we're just, you know, some places have been fortunate enough to get some of that rainfall and there's been certain pockets that just have continued to miss it. So, you know, you mentioned the importance of conducting those corn and soybean stand assessments. How do you use that data along with, you know, the boots on the ground to make some of those potential replant decisions and just different considerations in general? Absolutely. Yeah, first and foremost, you know, it's good to get out in these fields and check out a variety of fields too. Your first planted fields, maybe all the way to your last planted field, different soil types, your light ground to your heavier ground, as well as maybe different crop rotations. You may be seeing a trend in certain fields having a tougher time than others. Um, so start there and then also take a representative stand count within that field. Remember stand counts give us the first indication of um, what's our yield components or yield going to be at the end of the year. It's one of those first yield components, um, plants per acre. So that can at least give us an understanding of, of what we have out there and we may see this represented across the field and more than likely we'll probably see this in certain in certain spots so we can't really know until we get an idea of what that stand count is the next thing to do after that is well let's make sure that after we conduct these stand counts you know 30 inch rows that's one we want to conduct one one thousandth of an acre so 30 inch rows that's 17 feet five inches um 22 inch rows that's 23 feet nine inches uh counting on the number of plants within that and the times in that by a thousand will give us our, our plants per acre um, and really from there, we're trying to see, okay, now that we know what we have, what's emerged, um, how even is it? Is there any more that are coming through? And then uh, if we're looking at a replant scenario, then we start looking at, um, if we were to go back in and replant at this date, what is that yield um, going to be compared if we were to keep this stand from our original planting date? And, and that's one thing I just caution is, uh, as you're looking at some of these is even though, um, we may see some lower stands. We had some really good early planting and that stand may justify keeping compared to going in there, replanting and starting over here at the, well, we're getting to the end of May now. Absolutely, such such good insights. So we've had we've had great planting conditions and typically um, if it's if it's more on the wet side, we're, we're more prone for diseases, but Nick, you know, you're, you're doing stand assessments um, is there anything to be on the lookout here for any type of diseases or, or pests uh, to be on the lookout for? Yeah, some of these early season um, diseases and pests always kind of be looking for your, your Phytophthora, um, especially in your beans. Um, they're looking at Pythium, Rhizoctonia, some Fusarium. These are all your seedling diseases that you want to be on the lookout for. Um, these will each kind of have their own characteristic in terms of what you're seeing. Um, they're more than likely be in, in patches throughout the field, you know, your low areas or, um, or things like that. But um, as you're starting to see these things come up, uh, check and see if that tissue is white and healthy. If it's starting to turn brown or if you have some necrosis on that, on that stem, then there's a possibility that you have some little diseases setting in. So take a look at that. And then the other thing for early season insects, um, we're seeing some of these uneven emergence or say these plants have been in the ground for three weeks and we're starting to see them come up or um, not seeing them come up. Dig up those plants and some of these early season insects might be some seed, um, seed corn maggots or white grubs um, as well as wire worm. Otherwise we have black cutworm kind of throughout the area too. Some counts are getting high on um, that they were starting to cut off some of those plants that are starting to emerge. So some early season ones, we haven't seen a, 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 I guess a ton of uh, seeding diseases throughout the area yet. Um, just because we have been relatively dry, but there's always pockets there that stay wet. And that's something I just say, um, take a look for, especially with this extended emergence. 
Definitely. Thank you so much for those tidbits on different diseases and pests to be on the lookout for. Um, kind of our last topic we'd love to dive into, and I know we went in depth on it last week with Bill Powell Smith, but could you just touch on um, timing of taking first crop alfalfa, particularly in your geography, Nick? Yes, yes. This week, uh, I feel like it's going to be a very heavy week for um, taking that first crop alfalfa. Guys will really start to ramp up for it at the end of last week um, and, and really kind of planning on this week as the, as the goal. So um, as you guys had, had a great interview there with, with Bill Paul Smith last week, just a couple of tidbits. Remember, we want to kind of shoot for that 160 to 180 RFB for lactating dairy cattle. Um, you know, right now within the area, the University of Minnesota does some great work in terms of taking scissor scissor cuts and peak estimates throughout the area. We're kind of between that 190 to 220 range in terms of RFB on their last report at the end of last week. Um, so we're getting right within that range. Uh, can maybe anticipate to lose about 15 to 20 uh, quality points just at harvest. And so if you wanted to kind of target that 160 to 180 range, start looking around that that 200, 190 range for when it's starting to harvest. Um, but we'll probably be there this week and it's supposed to be some warm conditions at the beginning of the week. So uh, that first crop is great for tonnage, but also we can lose quality faster as a, as a reminder. So wanna make sure that we try to get out there timely um, with even if it looks like we could potentially get some showers at the end of the week. Yes, very good, very good information there. So uh, as we wrap things up, Nick, is there anything else that you would like to uh, share for our listeners um, for top of mind items here as we continue throughout the growing season. Yeah, well, I just want to say uh, a thank you to everyone here, um, all the all the growers for the hard work, all the pioneer sales reps for their the hard work, and everyone else for um, getting out there through this planting season. It was very fast, and and uh, growers are going. Um, going at a fast period pace to get out there and they did a great job getting in the crop. Um, one thing I would say, you know, as we're, as we're now getting into the growing season pretty quickly is uh, take good notes. Um, you know, things that happen at the beginning of the season as we're in the hustle bustle of everything uh, sometimes gets forgotten or gets forgotten or we can't quite remember everything to the end of the season. So uh, take good notes as associated with conducting stand counts or for seeing any seeding diseases, anything like that. Um, Cause that can give us a good indication at the end of the year, you know, using the granular insights that, that, that app, the note function on the app is a great way to kind of record that um, all the way throughout the growing season. Um, even if it's a, even it's pen and paper, just making sure that we're, we're getting out there and uh, kind of keeping track of that throughout the entire year. Absolutely. Such great key reminders. Thank you, Nick. So thank you so much again for joining us today. How can growers get a hold of you if they have more questions and would like to just to get a hold of you one-on-one? -on -one? You bet. Yeah. If they want to get a hold of me, the best way right now is just reach out uh, via via email, um, nicholas.shimmick at pioneer.com. Uh, cell phone number as well, 507-525-6297. Um, um, those are the best ways to get a hold of me. I usually answer back as quickly as possible. And if not, uh, reach out to your nearest Pioneer Sales uh, professional and, and we'll get in contact that way as well. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Nick, for being here today. And thank you for tuning in to the North Stars Pioneer Podcast. Yes, we'll see you again next week as we bring on our very own Dairy Strategic Account Manager here in the North, Jim Smith, uh, to discuss all things dairy again in First Crop Alfalfa. Reminder to rate and review the podcast and tell us what you want to hear. Share with a farmer friend and find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, the Pioneer Agronomy Podcast, YouTube, and any of your favorite podcast app. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode from the Pioneer Agronomy Team. 
be sure to visit pioneer.com backslash podcasts to access additional episodes and learn more about our extensive on-farm data and innovative digital tools that are fueling forward-thinking farming.